Well, Roosters fans, what a week it was at the SCG home game against the Broncos. And didn't they have a tri-fest? Well, J-Moz, it's another double. That's something we come to expect as Roosters fans. Satili Tupanua, he was barnstorming in the middle, Silky. Straight up the middle, some short passes, crisp, flying over his goal-kicking best. There was a lot to like the other night. I know the Broncos seem to be nothing like the side they've been all these years, but I tell you what, what a good time to be a rooster. What a night out there. You hosted the Captain Club. We had a lot of great sponsors and fans up there. Well, roosters, welcome back to the big time winning circle. Yeah, that's right, Bush. Hello and welcome to Roosters Radio. A couple of special guests on this week's show. But Bush, just want to touch on a, on a couple of the stats, courtesy of the Roosters stat man, of course, one of our great supporters on Twitter. But you talked about performances. Satili Tupanua played 80 minutes, two tries, two line breaks. Five tackle breaks. He had 100% tackle efficiency. Now, I've never seen that before. Teddy, of course, one try, five try assists, 208 metres, 10 tackle bus. Flano, nine from 10, two try assists. Jamos, of course, got a double and Toots with a double. It was amazing to be out there and see. It was a try fest. It, it was wasn't. absolutely a try fest. One of my favourite plays of the night was when Kyle Flanagan took the line on, then the inside ball to Satili for his second try. Geez, it reminded me of Cooper Cronk. But, yeah, there was plenty of cheering going on at the captain's club. And it was interesting. We had Anthony Minicello up there, and I asked him the question. I said, look, how do players prepare when they go into a match knowing that they're expected to win? Is it harder? And he actually said it was because you can get complacent at training, the 1% as they talk about, but uh, there was no complacency from our boys there last Friday night. No, and they were sharp. And I thought Flano was absolutely outstanding right across the park, taking the line on. His goal kick is exceptional. So he, speaking of exceptional performances and speaking of powerhouse and speaking of great stats, it would be remiss if we didn't introduce our co-host for this evening. He is the commercial partnerships manager. He is from the commercial team. He's one of our personal favourites. He's been a big supporter of ours, and I think a lot of the sponsors think the same way about this great young man as we do. This is the week of his engagement, and we want to mention Making that. his debut, that's right. He's he also, looks nervous too. Yeah, he's making his debut on Roosters Radio. He is a former AFL prodigy. Uh, he, he holds a record. Yeah, that's exactly right. He was the uh, All-Australian that represented Leeds, I believe, uh, in the early 2000s. Yeah, 15-goal superstar, and he would have played 300 games if they had them, but they <laughs> haven't had 300 games in AFL full stop in England. But, uh, mate, would you please welcome to Roosters Radio, Paddy Brown. Paddy, welcome. Thanks, Bush. Thanks, Silk. Yeah, you've, you've called me up, uh, asked if I could... Be a guest, and I've landed myself here as a co-host for the week. Well, so hang on a, a sec, Paddy. Hang on a sec, because you've been driving us mad for years. Now, <laughs> saying, mate, mate, when am I going to get a start? And we thought, you Facebook know what? messages. Let's get him texts, on. So welcome, welcome to the hot seat. Thanks, Silk. Yeah, appreciate it, mate. It's a pleasure to be here. No, Paddy, look, in all seriousness, mate, it's been a big week for you on a personal side, some milestones, and uh, congratulations on your engagement. Thank you, mate. Yeah, it, it was a big week, personally. I'm not sure if the listeners of Roosters Radio 
need to hear about that. But uh, oh, well, mate, mate, we're all family oh, here, Paddy. It's not that. It's just another trophy in our cabinet. Nick Pilotis got a photo of you and your uh, you know lovely fiance in his <laughs> office, just up on the wall. Said we won something else. So no, Paddy. In all seriousness, mate, you support everyone at that club, the players, as do the whole team, and it's just an insight for our fans to be able to get a bit of the mechanics, if you will, Silky, the yeah. inner workings of you know how we galvanise us, not just the seventeen players that take the field or the squad of forty, but. The team behind it, and you're a great representation of that. Well, look, we interviewed one of our premier partners last week, Cheryl Hill from Reflex, great and she, uh, she gave Patty a huge rap. And uh, it got me thinking, Bush, about another conversation we had not so long ago with George Tahan of the Icon Group, uh, one of our major sponsors, and the role the partnership team play in securing sponsors and the, the mechanics around that. So I thought it was interesting to get to get a bit of an insight. You know, it's only the, uh, last week we celebrated the $4 million milestone of the Steagles Charity Nest. Yep. Steagles have been a proud partner for probably 10 years or more now. Paddy, is that right? Yeah, 10. I think it's the 11th year this year. And, and so I think it's, uh, particularly for Roosters fans, we're the first club to have a, a sponsored Jumper, if you will. So we I, thought be, I thought it would be interesting just for something a little bit different tonight. We'll speak to a player, of course, but just to get a bit of an insight into the mechanics and the, the goings on at back of house and how, how the sponsorship partnership works. Yeah, 100%, Silky. And as we know, from ball boy to boardroom, we are very well led. We've got uh, you know our chairman, Nick Politis, of course, uh, leading the boardroom. We've got our coach, Trent Robinson, just lead. He's a leader of coaches in the NRL. And we've got Pat Lane as a ball boy at the moment, our strength and conditioning coach, um, doing a great job. Uh, well, you know, your old role, I'll tell you what yeah. you know about that. And not only that, Jared Wehira Johnson. I mean, he's doing a great job leading. He is the COO of the Roosters and Joe Kelly, our CEO. So, Paddy Brown, you know, just a, a great cog in a big wheel that is this machine that is the Roosters. Paddy, what do you feel about that? No, I think you're right, mate. There's uh, no better way to describe it. We, uh, we all do our bit. In there it has been a, a trying year with with everything that's that's gone on, which yeah we're we're happy to talk through. But yeah, no, that's that's where it sits, mate. Paddy, I want to touch on something for the fans. This is just an insight. The players go away to the World Club Challenge. Silky and I had the uh, the honour of joining you guys and covering it for Roosters Radio and given that opportunity. It was a great one for us, and we're so thankful and grateful looking back on that memory for us. But one thing that stuck out for me was yourself, Jared Johnson, Kath King, Alex from the media department. Trav and, and Joe and, you know, the rest of the team, Paddy Lane, you guys just tirelessly worked the whole time to get the players on the field, players off the field, players on a bus. Then you got sponsors to manage. Everyone does do their part. So how does a trip like that go together? I mean, you know, you were hardly seen. Yeah, probably one one man that you missed in that bush was Chris James, uh, the football True. manager. So he, he did an unbelievable job and that's probably one of the – advantages or just just one of the ways that the Roosters is because we're, we're not in a massive building. So you, yep. you get to see everyone work every day and that includes like the players. We're all on the same level, albeit split up at the moment. But in the lead up to that, I, you remember that they had the Perth Nines on at the same time. That's right, So yeah. Chris was actually managing and it's actually his first, first year in the role of football manager. And basically his first task was to manage to get a whole group of players some of them split over into Perth, and that included the women's team that was over there as well. So manage that, but also at the same time manage another group of about 20 or 30, including staff that then had to go on to Barcelona mm. first before they went to the UK, and then try to match those up. So some of the players go over to Perth, some go to Barcelona. Then on the Saturday or Sunday, some 
fly to Barcelona and match those up and then on to uh, into Manchester. So that was for his first job. It was an unbelievable exercise to have to undertake, um, including what you said with buses and ins and outs and planes. A lot of moving and, parts. Yeah, and different flight times. And, yeah, he managed to do it unbelievable with the support of all those other people that you said. But when you get on the on a trip like that, and that includes like an interstate trip, like a bit of Melbourne or anything like that, everyone just becomes a, a worker. So if you're on the plane and uh, – some bags need to be unloaded or massage tables I, I or saw whatever it, else. I saw the players that impressed yeah. me no end when the bus pulled up. Sorry to cut in, Paddy, but I started to see the players become removalists and started, it was a team effort. And I love that. And I think that's something that Coach Robinson's bring to our club. No one's more important than another. We're, we're one unit and we go as a unit. And when all the bags are on, we can go. So mate, we might as well get all the bags on. Yeah, and I think uh, the probably the perception of the Roosters from the outside is a bit of a false one in that, yeah, we have all the bells and whistles and everything's taken care of, but it's not on the inside of it. Everyone's working for each other. Um, everyone is, yeah, tight-knit because of the environment that we're in and everyone knows when it's, when it's their turn to do something. You just, you just get in and do it. So, Paddy, can I ask you, just from a fan's perspective, you know, we see it as an entertainment factor. You guys see it as a business and, and it's your, your livelihood and your job. What happens on, uh, we play on a, a, you know, last week we play against the Broncos and everyone's cheering and we're winning and we've got 58-12 and, you know, the punters are happy with the 13 pluses and the try scorers and all the things that goes on. But what they don't realise is you guys are packing down stadiums, you're putting on captain's clubs and then you've got to turn around. I know you have a week off. How does a normal week go for, you know, you and the back of house team? Yeah, it's a, it's a fairly big week on on game week. So we'll, we'll manage our days. And again, things are a little different with COVID, maybe even a little more complicated with with COVID. Um but it, it, typically during the week, you'll map out your days in terms of what you've got to do. So early in the week, it's a lot of locking away the corporate hospitality because you need to get those orders in with the stadium to make sure that they have all the food and everything ready for, for when you guys turn up and when the sponsors turn up the captain's club. Get all that ready. This year, we've had to get all, all our ticketing in order with, uh, with COVID and make sure that everyone's registered and everything like that. Uh, and then later in the week, it'll turn into the, yeah, the genuine game preparation, making sure the rooms are all looking right, making sure the sponsor's signage is in place, making sure the LED list, list is ready to go. And then on the game day, it's a big day. So we're there pretty pretty early on yep. to make sure all those rooms are set up. Even like, and as you said, we, we may have to stay long after the final whistle's gone to pack that down in case there's a Swans game or something else the next day. Mm. So and then the game, the game itself, there's a lot of, there's a lot of moving around, going and seeing people, um, making sure that Mini's in the right places or other, or other guests we might have there on the day. You'll have a list of all, all the people that you need to go and see and, and, and other activations you might need to do, whether it's on field or out the front or, or anything like that. So yeah, they're big days, mate. They're really big days. Certainly are. Paddy, uh, before you come to the Roosters, what was your perception of the Roosters? Well, I was actually a, a Victorian. I grew up a Victorian bush, as you know. So the perception was I, I always knew it was one of the, the premier clubs in the competition. Yep. I, I definitely knew about that. You sort of half follow the storm when you're in Melbourne. And then I was at uh, Newcastle Knights before I came to the Drafted, Roosters. by the way. Drafted. Yeah. Headhunted is the word. <laughs> yeah, headhunted, if you will. At the Knights. And then, yeah, got, probably got more of a an idea of where the Roosters sat. Um, within the competition and, and knew that it was somewhere that I wanted to work when, when the op opportunity arose. So, Paddy, let's talk about partnerships. Obviously, Fit Services and Radio Hub are proud sponsors of Luke Keary. Uh, we know from the very top we've got the Steggleses of the world and there's a raft of different sponsors in between. So, you know, we have premium partners, we have platinum partners. Talk us through the relationship and, and how you come to secure a sponsor. So if we talked about one of those you know, big name sponsors like the Steggles of the world. Is that something you go have to go out and attract or is it generally coming back the other way? Yeah, so there's there's a number of ways that you can do it, Silk. There's no formula to it. Um, I wish we knew what the formula to it was because, yeah, it'd be 
be a lot easier than than what it is. But partnerships come up in in all manner of ways. So there are two sides to what we do. There's the servicing side of things, uh, the sales side of things, and that's how we sort of split it up. So the servicing side of things is is managing the partnerships when you have them come on, and then the sales side of things is is going out and trying to find new partners. But the way that we operate, we are a small team comparatively to other organisations, especially like the AFL teams, like they have yeah, they they sponsorship teams dwarf ours in terms of size. Um, so, sorry, just on that point, but yep. what about from a, a monetary point of view? Because I think all the real estate is taken up on our on our gear, right? Yeah, we, so we, we hold compared our own. to AFL, like are we we hold our own. Okay, yeah, yeah. AFL is a lot bigger business than ours. Yeah, but we yeah we hold our own in that in that aspect. But as I was saying before, so there's, there's any number of ways that the partnership can come about. Um, there is the hardcore sort of prospecting where you're going out um, and getting in contact with a number of businesses, the old school cold calling sort of way, yeah. which can be just as fruitful as any other way. Um, it is hard work. And yeah, we've got some really good guys, you know, Ryan Sansom and, and Joe Cramp, James Robertson has just joined our team that do a lot of that work. Um, I'm more on the servicing side of things, but having said that, as you said before, with with guys like Reflex and Icon, opportunities come up all the time just through relationships that you develop and you might meet people uh, along the way that say, hey, yeah, might be interested in talking to you about a partnership and they they develop from there. And that's when you've got to have the skill to to take up those opportunities um, and to form those relationships and really be able to sell the club along with the other guys. And, and that's, that's the beauty of it. We all work together. If, if someone gets a gets a lead, we all sort of contribute into, hey, I think they can do this or I've got an idea. And, and that's another advantage of sitting so closely together is we all can work together on a partnership and help to bring it to life. So let me ask you, someone's listening to this podcast right now, Mad Roosters fan, they've got a successful business, they want to partner with you know a premier club in the NRL. How, how do they go about it? Yeah, so probably one of the things that people – wouldn't realize yeah exactly how to go about it but a lot a lot of the times when people sort of reach out they they say oh what can i do what have you what have you got for me and we'll rather have the the conversation more around what do you want to do like what do you want to get out of this what do you want to achieve what are your objectives and then we would build a partnership around that so say yeah you're a company that just wants to get your name out there purely your name out there then you we want to see your logo somewhere. We want to do a, a digital campaign that just gets your name out to, to our audiences and our engaged audiences, which are going to be more relevant than just a, a TV ad. And then, But then there might be another one that wants to have a heavily corporate hospitality-based agreement where they want to entertain their clients or entertain uh, their customers. So that yeah, that, there's a lot of ways that you can build a partnership. It all comes back to what the objectives are of the, the prospective partner. And the big question, mate, is the scale. So, you know, what kind of numbers are we looking at from the, from top to bottom? So where's an entry-level sponsorship or partnership with a rooster starter? A ballpark, yeah. Yeah. Entry-level partnerships would start with what, with what I was talking about earlier about the corporate hospitality. So if, if, you're, if you're a company or a, a local tradesman that, yeah, as you said, loves the roosters, uh, has their own business and wants to support in that way, then we can build a partnership around your yeah, corporate hospitality. You might come to the events that we put on. Uh, I know it's very popular is the sponsors trip that we do to yeah. uh, away each year. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to do that this year, yeah. but that that would be where you'd start. And then if you're looking for a bit of branding, maybe you look at a player sponsorship where you get your name on the big screen each time your player scores a try. Yeah. And when they run out, you might look at some on-field signage, but then you're starting to starting to get up in, in terms of the value. But yeah, that's, that's where you'd start. So Paddy, any of our Roosters fans out there that want to partner with our club and, uh, you know, align themselves with this great brand that is the Roosters, just gets in touch with a member of our commercial team. 
and there you have it. Voila, you're on the uh, you're on the on the jumper. That'd be it, mate. The easiest way to do it is to jump on uh, roosters.com.au. Uh, there is a corporate webpage link, and you can find the details there to contact us. And we do read them all. Yeah, we've got a lot of contacts, and a lot, a lot of partnerships have come through through that link. So that's the easiest way to do it. You're on Roosters Radio. Pat Brown joining us as a co-host. Back right after this. Welcome back to Roosters Radio. We're going to talk a little bit of footy now. Obviously, uh, we just touched on some of the big stats coming out of last Friday night's performance against the Broncos. But, Paddy, we sat there together and watched the game. Uh, your thoughts on the match itself? Well, I thought they looked a lot more like the, the Roosters have come to come to know over the last few years, Silk, and obviously that comes with a couple of players coming back in. I think we've had four back in over the last couple of weeks. Still have another three to come back in, plus Sonny Bill Williams if if he does turn out this this week. Don't know anything, but yeah, I do, I do think he will play on Saturday. I think uh, if you if you're going to bring a guy out from from England and have him here, you might as well get in the the four games. He's got to get match three. fit too, right? Paddy, one thing I think's been um, you know advantage of having all the injuries. If you can look at a positive out of it, is we've blooded a couple of young players, and I know Silky, you're going to touch on Freddie Lussick in a second and how impressed you were. You know, we've got Fafita coming through. Yeah. Uh, Lindsay Collins has got more minutes. You know, we're getting a lot of our young, you know, Nat Butcher's in the run on. Yeah. Um, these are great things for our club because the future just looks so bright. How do you see it? Yeah, absolutely. It just it has given those guys a chance to get some quality minutes. I think Drew Hutchison's the other one. Drew's been amazing. And Matty Kivalu is another one that's played a lot of footy this year and I think turned himself into a really strong, uh, strong player that we can we can rely on. For years to come, sure has. Yeah, it's you know it's pleasing for someone like Matty Cavallo. Suki and I interviewed him. Well, he was just a Wyong roof coming ninth, through the grades at the ninth wonder of the world, Murray Brown Oval at Wyong, and uh, such a lovely guy. And when you see someone like this humble, and you know like the story goes that he almost gave the game away, he's actually someone that will stay at the Roosters. We hope. But it's also made himself attractive to other clubs if that was, you know, something that was going to happen. And but look, the other point is, Bush, that we're blooding these young players. Puasa Farmacilli is another one. Yeah, these are young players coming through. Now, look, it's no secret we've got some senior players there that you know I, I believe Jake's about to re-sign for another season, which is great. You know, we've got Sammy Verrills. We've got we've got these young players, Victor Radley, coming through. They're the next generation, they are. so they're going to be learning off the likes of the Hargraves, you know, Isaac Liu and, and the like. And and so it's, it's a great pathway that we have for these young players. A lot who came through the system through the through the junior reps coming through and, and playing first grade, and they're and they're uh, well, we're seeing it now. Leadership, Paddy. I want to talk to you about leadership. You know, we've got uh, a great leader in our chairman, Nick Pilatus. Trent Robinson is, uh, you know one of the two best coaches in the game at the moment and will go down with one of the greats of all time the way that uh, it's panning out. And then we've got great captaincy throughout the club, great leadership, you know, from Boyd, uh, you know, right through if you go back as, you know, as far as Minnie who was here when you were here. Mate, how important is the developing of young leaders at this club? Yeah, very important. I think you can see that with all those guys coming through. As you said, they they all played together as well. Um, I think that's that's really important. And, and they had those leaders within that group um, when they were coming through. And then when they get up, they are mentored by by the best. Um, the standards that, that Robbo and, and the leadership group set. I've said to you a number of times, I think the group of players that we have across the board is, is the best in terms of Balance. just a group of young men that are polite, uh, humble, work hard. And yeah, are willing to put in put in for each other to get the results each week. Now a lot of the boys listen to this, Paddy. We're going to put you under a bit of pressure here. Uh, office pressure. Who's your favourite rooster? My favourite. Who's your favourite? That, that is a tough question. Uh, I don't know. Probably. Oh, uh, I don't know. Mate. Oh, <laughs> oh, got it out yeah, Paddy, <laughs> released. Just release it. Who is your favourite? No, Come no, on, no I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to say. No, fair they're, enough. They're all good blokes. You're on Roosters Radio, and we'll be back right after this. 
Well, Roosters fans, as always, we get the big names week to week. Silky, someone is becoming one of your favourite players. You mention him all the time. And, uh, you know, for another reason, he does remind you of an old school footballer. He's got the head and the legs of Rod Wishart. <laughs> yes. And he's got the skills. And and, and, and as, as Victor Radley said on Roosters TV, much better looking than Luke Geary. We agree. Would you please welcome to Roosters Radio for the very first time on Debu, Drew Hutchison. Welcome, Drew. Thanks very much for having us, guys. Thanks for the intro, too. That was really nice. Yes, mate. Well, look, Roosters fans are really enjoying uh, – you know, you're like a Winston Wolf, really. Like something goes wrong and then Coach Robinson just calls you on out of the stands. It's almost like you're sitting there having a hot dog next minute you got boots on. It just <laughs> seems like that. And then and you just go out and, and, mate, and perform at a great level. So congratulations on your form. No, thank you. And that's, I suppose that's part of being a footballer, I suppose, just getting ready to play wherever the coach puts you. And um, I'm quite happy to do that, to be honest. Drew, your career thus far, like you've been with the club a couple of years, but your journey to the Roosters is probably a little different, like from uh, from the Wollongong area, graded to the, the, the Steelers slash the Dragons, but then you spent a bit of time playing over in England. Can you just tell us the story of how you arrived at the club? Um, yeah, well, so I was obviously I was at the St George and then went to England for a year and really wanted to come back to Australia. Obviously, like, why would you want to leave this place? But, um, yeah, when I, when I came back and I was sort of without a club for a bit and opportunity sort of came up at the Roosters just just for a short time to sort of train and try with the club and I was obviously started training with it and I fell in love with the place it's such a nice place to be and yeah I suppose having that period of time it really pushed me to train at my best play at my best perform my best every week so I was um yeah no I really enjoyed that and overall pretty thankful that I ended up here. Well, mate, we're pretty thankful for having you I mean I go back to last year's grand final and we're Sponsors of Luke Keery and we're sponsor of you when you got the number six on. But, I, you know, it was touch and go whether he was going to play in the GF. I remember he was at a pretty uh, crook ankle there. Mate, how close were you or how close did you think you were to actually uh, don on the six in the GF last year? Yeah, no, Kez's ankle was, yeah, wasn't real good. And I uh, sort of all week they were, I'm an iron, but to be honest, it was a grand final and I don't think he was ever going to miss it in in that regard. Like he would have been doing everything he could yeah. to be out there. But mm. it was just, it was unreal experience just to prepare and sort of in my head I'm going shit I could be playing in the grand final here and I've, I've got to I've got to tick these boxes and get myself right but um, yeah just to be around uh, around the boys and around that week was really really incredible and yeah it's obviously a goal of mine to, to play in one of those things but um, yeah just to be involved was, and prepare was was a, a real good experience. Drew in two nineteen you come to the club and there's a uh, there's a bloke by the name of Cooper Cronk as a young man you know you're only twenty five. It must be just amazing to be around someone who you would have looked up to, you know, only a few years earlier as a, a young guy coming through junior reps down in Wollongong, um, you know, or, you know, even when you're over in England. How did it feel to play with someone of Cooper's calibre? And then this year, second year, they decided to ship Sonny Billion. I mean, someone who's been a hero to many. So, you know, you must pinch yourself sometimes as a footballer and go, wow, these, you know, you're going to look back on this era and go, yep, I played with them. That's exactly right. Like, always, there's, there's some cool things that happen in your career and, Playing with Cooper was one of the that was the coolest thing I've ever done, I reckon. Um, so with my debut, we played at Penrith. So beforehand, we sort of go to a hotel for the day, and I was me and Cooper in the same room, and I just sort of I just stopped myself from being a little fangirl. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, here I'm next to Cooper Kong. Like, yeah, no, it was a pretty cool experience, and you know, it's something else I'll, I'll hang on to for a long time. Drew, what did you learn, like as a, as a footballer? You know, everyone's got you know, it's it's a business where. And I mean, a positive ego is a good one because you've got to be so competitive. You know, you guys are, you know, you guys are like gladiators, but you know, you've got that competitiveness. But what do you learn off uh, someone like Cooper Cronk? What do you take away from it? You just so much on the footy field of, of his composure, of his knowledge of the game, and knowledge of his own game is 
Uh, that's one way. But then there's there's so many others like the off field side where he just knows what what he does for his own body. It's it's one of the best. And obviously, I suppose anyone that's played with him or had anything to do with him will just will speak about the bloke that he is. He's just an un, unbelievable bloke, and just to just translate to everything that he does. He's just so such a good person to be around, and I think that's that's why he had so much success. I think everyone just loved playing with him, would love to do things for him, and um, yeah, he's just such a such a champion bloke, and his career was unreal, and he's I suppose he he got everything he deserved. He was really good. Yeah, Drew. As Silky said before, when you when you've come into the team the last few weeks, you've you've spent some time all around the place filling filling some gaps. But you must be really happy with your form in the last couple of weeks. Certainly, I think you've you've proven yourself at this level that you can you can mix it with the best. That must be must be a great thrill for you. Yeah, no, it's definitely um it's definitely a good feeling. There's obviously there's improvements in everyone's game, but yeah, I've, I've got the things I'd like to improve on. But yeah, obviously just. Every time you play, you play, especially for the Roosters, you want to perform well. And um, there's obviously positions where you can slot in and play this, play that. But for me, it's a it's a game of footy. It goes for eighty minutes, and you just you've got to find a way to to be part of that team. And that's that's something that I want to do this year. How'd you enjoy filling in at lock when you were there for the uh, for that, that period of time a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, well, obviously, um, I hadn't played any any footy for sort of six months almost, and got thrown in at lock and I'll tell you what, I was, I was blown. I was, I was pretty tired, but yeah, it was, it was a good experience to be honest. I, I really liked it and um, it was sort of a role. I think I could add some value to a team, but yeah, as I've said it before, I'm just happy to, to play wherever the coach needs me or the team needs me. So true. I, I look at a bloke like, you know, Paddy just said there, you know, filling a role. I look at a bloke like Mitch Orbison who's announced he's not going to be at the club next year. It creates an opportunity for a bloke like yourself can play in the halves, can, can play in the back row. What's he been like as a, as a role model and a mentor? Oh, it's the same again. He's a, they don't make him much better than all, but he's an absolute champion bloke. And the way that he plays footy is it's something to be sort of, um, yeah, it's unbelievable. The way that he, he can play any position on the footy field and, play exceptionally well and stand out as well. So he's just, he's an incredible footballer and I think he's going to be very extremely missed at the Roosters. Finally, Drew, uh, Canberra this week is going to be no mean feat. We know they got the chocolates last time. Uh, they didn't get the important one last year though and, uh, you know, I think their coach, Ricky Stewart, we all know, would try and get them right up. What do we have to do to win? Uh, well, I think one thing that we've sort of been doing the last few weeks is just really building our, our own game and I don't think that's any different. We're going to just play our, our own game this week and We've got those little things that we need to work on, and I suppose when we get that right, I don't think there's going to be uh, many teams that can sort of compete with us. Well, here's hope, and uh, this is the start of a big role as we go into the finals and uh, as we make our way to the grand final, mate. I know last year you got the uh, you probably got the best and fairest off the field, mate, for uh, the post-victory celebration, so uh, looking forward to uh, seeing more of that <laughs> in the not-too-distant future. Hopefully you'll be part of them all this year. So thank you. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Play right, well and uh, best of luck. Thanks for spending right, sweet, time. Thanks very much, boys. Talk to you. See ya. Good on you, Drew. Thanks for spending time on Roosters Radio. Silky, what a uh, what a great young man. I mean, 25. Very solid performer in the half. You can tell he's got an older head on too, right? I love, mate. I love. He reminds me of Greg, Greg Florimo from North Sydney. Tough, skillful, can defend. Put him at lock, put him at 5'8". Uh, you know, you could put him in the centres. And and you know what I mean? He's, he's certainly got, uh, you know, the team at heart and he, he plays with his heart on his sleeve. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up with a look at Roosters v Raiders. You're on Roosters Radio. Back right after this. Welcome back to Roosters Radio. And we're joined by our commercial partnerships manager, Paddy Brown. 
Now, gents, before we talk about Saturday night's match against the Raiders, just want to give a quick shout-out. Of course, I mentioned it earlier in the show. Congratulations to the Roosters and Steggles on that milestone $4 million raised for a number of charities over the past 10 years. How it works is Steggles donate $1,000 and the Roosters $250 for every points difference between Roosters when they win. So, for example, I can't even do the maths, but 58 to 12, what's the what's the gap on that? Oh, 46. So that means they had to get uh, 46,000, 46,000 the, to the, from Steggles. Wow, that's a donation. Yeah. Mr. Camilleri won't be too happy about that. Yeah, he's not looking for big scores. <laughs> he, they reckon he's never picked the 13 plus on his footy yeah, team. Yeah, right. <laughs> and the other uh, notable mention is our ladies team. The Central Coast Roosters have claimed the Harvey Norman minor premiership. Uh, they had a 16-6 victory over the North Sydney Bears. Just a reminder, too, that the – NRLW is kicking off in a couple of weeks. So uh, our ladies are playing themselves in a bit of form, which is uh, good to see. Oh, it's great to see, Silky. And, you know, they've uh, gone through some ups and downs, but uh, this year claiming them on a premiership gives them a lot of confidence, and I think they'll give that final series a real shake-up. And it'll be interesting to see how many of those Central Coast Roosters actually graduate into that NRL side, Paddy. Yeah, I don't have any insight on that exactly how many mm. will go to, but that that is the idea to eventually get the pathway. Yep. Uh, a lot of those girls in the Harvey Norman competition were already aligned to specific Specific teams, yeah. uh, the ones that will be playing in our NRLW competition, but uh, that will evolve over the next couple of years, and, and hopefully we can yeah really streamline that pathway to get the the graduation from the Harvey Norman Roosters into the NRLW Roosters. Well, changing gears, boys. Uh, Saturday night underlights. It's Robinson versus Ricky. It's Roosters versus Raiders. If you rolled your eyes, you just go. Arr. Well, I went and watched the Roosters play the Raiders at the SCG a few weeks ago. It wasn't our best performance by a long shot. It was a seesawing game, but our defence was pretty poor that night. So I'm sure Coach Robinson will have the video out and uh, showing the boys some of the uh, the footage of that game. But look, with the return of a few players that we've mentioned, uh, maybe the introduction of uh, SBW, I'm confident we can get the win. And I'm going to tip a ballpark figure, Roosters 20. Raiders 10. Ooh. I'm Roosters 18, Raiders 16. Paddy, you can't bet, but if you, you know, just <laughs> just give us a score prediction. I was going to be along the same lines as Bush. I think it's going to be really tight. I'm going to go 18-14 Roosters. I think we can win, but I don't think it's going to be easy at all. I think yeah, Raiders right. will get themselves up for this game. I think Ricky is a is a great coach. He'll get them. He'll get them up emotionally all week. This is the this is the one to get back for. Well, this is of- the thing, Bush, because they did that last time. Remember, he was blowing up a mm. treat, Ricky. So it's a challenge for Coach Stewart to get him up again to to take us on. Uh, I think we'll be smarting from that loss a couple of weeks ago, and uh, that's why I think we'll put in a good performance this week. I think this is where we start to hit our straps. We've done it the past two years. We're like a fine English racehorse getting ready for the Melbourne Cup with, uh, you know, the great Tommy Smith at the helm, a la Coach Robinson, just getting it right, getting the preparation right, and then when the, the big dance is on uh, later this year, Wooshka, get the money. Oh, yes, and all the big horses are back, Silky. They're coming back in their drive. So good to see a few more players back this week as well, boys. Yeah, absolutely right. Well, that's it for this episode of Roosters Radio. I want to thank our special guest, Drew Hutchison, and, of course, Paddy Brown. Thanks for having me, Silk. And Bush, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Paddy, after all those messages and everything else, we were compelled, mate. It's so good to finally get you in. And uh, thanks for coming on. It was a real insight, I think, and how the business works. You've been listening to Roosters Radio. East East to win. win.